get this started. What are you going to talk about? I'm talking about sampling records. Now they say about the crazy ones. The most. Hip-hop means everything to me. It's, it's my culture. Huh. Crazy, man. You're, you're now rocking with the Twin City Tone Podcast. That's what I'm talking about. Base. You know. I'm the king of my city. The Twin City Tone Podcast. Base. Trayvon a little lighter so I slid past Deemed less of a threat They know I had a vest and a tech Aiming right at it Yes, I get to aiming and I don't miss Fuck what you claiming cause I'm on this And still too black for MTV Not black enough for BET Just let me be I'ma get this rap money then let me re And I'ma have thanks for 30 and peace for 3 Fast lane and I'm getting it quick And I ain't usually with all this political shit I wear $300 scullies and I listen to Max B The niggas innocent if you ask me So we say to the hip-hop community the Free Bobby Smurda to our cultural giants Say what you feel Put it out there Yeah, that's that renaissance of More Savage Produced by my guest today, Cave B what up, bro? Thank you. Another Thank round you. of applause. Yes. Thank you. Yo, now this is a monumental occasion. Now this is episode number nineteen. Yes. Of the Twin City Tone podcast, and you are the first back-to-back guest. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's unreal. Because you know I'm, we got. I'm honored. We got to get this part two in, man. Because we talked yesterday about a lot yeah, of things. But we, we, we went off the off the. You know, it's kind of all over the place. But it's we, all good. we don't see somebody for a while. You got to catch up, and right. then, you know, it's been a long time, man. So um. We have a we have a, uh, a little change in your Instagram name. Yeah, so don't shit on my Instagram name <laughs> and my whole plan to take over Instagram. So the peacock is out. It's the out. peacock will always live, but he just won't live on Instagram <laughs> in the capacity of a name. So it's it's Cave B. It's Cave B and on Instagram. Yeah, follow follow Cave B at it's Cave B. There we go. I got my co-host in the building. Shout out to the mayor. Yeah, yeah, we in here. Nick Swisher. Let them know where they can follow you, Wiz. You can find me at uh, BigWiz612. That's my Instagram and my Snapchat. Yeah. BigWiz on Facebook. And then and Twitter, too, right? Big Twitter Wiz. is BigWiz also, yeah. Yep, there it is. Make sure to follow. B-I-G-W-I-Z. There it is. Make sure to follow DJ D-Mill. He's in here running the boards as usual. At DJ D-Mill. And I'm your host, T-O-N-Y, A-K-A. Twin City Tone. Follow me on all social media at Twin City Tone. All right, let's get into it, guys. So yesterday we were talking, talked about a lot of things, but we didn't get into the next chapter, which is, I really want to talk about this story here. Sure. The ghostwriting. You did some ghostwriting. Now, before we even get into this, are we going to name the artist's name or no? Should we not? I don't even know if I want to give him shine. No, I mean... That's up to you. I mean, we can talk about it. And I want to hear the name after the podcast. If we don't yes, say we'll it. give you the name after the podcast, off right. the record. Let's not give him a shot. That's, that's okay, cool. So we'll just call him Artist? All right, so... We can edit that up, but yeah. But yeah, listen. All right, so... <clears throat> which, where should we begin? So I had... Uh, you were out in Seattle. That's where right. you were living at the time. Right. And um, I was in contact with this artist because I had done some business with him before. Right. And he was working on a new project, I believe, or something like that. That's right. And I said, hey, I said, my guy Cave is out in Seattle. He lives there mm-hmm. just like you. So maybe you guys can link because Cave is brilliant at marketing. You know, he could really help you get your thing popping. 
Right. Cool. So I put put you guys in touch, right? Okay. So you meet up with them. Do you remember what their first meeting was <laughs> meeting was like? Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I just know where this is gonna go. This, this yeah, no, the, the meeting, the meeting was it was in a restaurant in Seattle. Yeah, we sat down and, and he brings his wife with him everywhere. So my first experience being his wife. Yeah, and she's a nice person, and uh, we go over basically some of the different things I had done before mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. up to that point. Yeah, contacts that I had, and you know my background. You know, I have a bachelor's degree in. in Business administration and marketing, and understand the culture and the music, and kind of showed him some of the marketing plans I had put together in the past. And he mm-hmm. said, "Wow, this looks really good." Um, you know, because he has a you know a global brand, right? Not just you know, music would be a small part of what he did. You know, yeah. as far as his success, right? So he kind of want to bring it all together. He had a lot of things. He had he had the music, he had the clothing line. He had the public speaking. Yes. Um, he had a lot. Yeah, public awareness, and you know, it was a, um, represented a. Uh, I don't know how would you say that. An what, unspoken what for demographic. That De- definitely. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, no, it was it was a righteous cause too. I felt like you know at that point you know, it was, right. It, was, it felt like something that it would be new for me to learn about. Yeah. And I, I want to be a part of it. Right. So he made an offer. Uh. The next day, okay, and I said, "Sounds good to me." You know? Yeah. So, and we don't have to put numbers out there, but it was it was a monthly. It was like a salary. monthly salary. Okay, and it seemed fair considering. Okay, um, you know how this, you know how music is is like, anytime you can get some money, mm-hmm. in a, on a consistent basis Doing to be involved with this, right. And you're not somebody who's, you know, you know. Let's face it, is probably is a more likely chance you'd be a professional athlete, you know. Than a I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of the conversation we had the other night at the studio. You're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? But it, it also He's depends the one on one guy, and then you got. You're right. You're right. I agree with that, but but it also depends on what your definition of success is. Right. I guess I mean on the level of uh, on the huge, yeah, the big yeah. level, you know, yeah. six, seven figures, I feel you. Yeah. Yes. Like you you know, you're setting up the next generation financially. Right. You're you right. know with your career, you know. So, um but if you're getting something out of it, you know, a lot a lot of people in music, you know, in this room, you guys mm-hmm. make a living off of of music and entertainment. And that's right. and that's fantastic. That's a definitely a degree of success. I you know what I was pointing at was like, you know, yeah, yeah, what yeah. you would consider your your top 20. Yeah. You know. But so anyway, so we work uh we work together and he takes me to the studio one day. He's got a really nice studio in north of Seattle, I believe it was. And we go in there and uh he records a song. Yeah. And it was you know wasn't wasn't impressed. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um and uh the beat he had, he had a beat and a hook produced by Akon. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is so dope, but what you know, this is not sounding right. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, what do I do? So you took, wanna be you wanna be tactical about your approach. I just met him, I can't say, Hey yo, man, do you like my boss and I work for you? But yo, you shit's whack. <laughs> I can't do that, you know? <laughs> And then, like, no one else in the room would say anything to him. Because everybody, did he had a bunch of yes men around him? Huh? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's 90% of this game, man. Right, right. Everyone's trying to get in where they fit in. Yeah. Absolutely. 
And so I'm like, all right, what do I do here? He got these, this beat on a CD. You know, he's got it because he let me hear it before. Yeah. Like, Yo, can I take this home and listen to it? He's like, yeah, yeah, just make sure don't get on the internet, blah, blah, blah. So I took it back to the house and wrote three verses for it. Yeah. Wrote a fourth verse for it, and I recorded it. And I'm like sitting there. And then that time, Jess was out there. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, babe, what do you think I should do? She goes, well, he's either going to tell you to get the fuck out or he's going to say, you know. He's like, but you know, I think it sounds good. Yeah. <clears throat> so I basically wrote a couple verses from his perspective. Right. How I thought he should come off. Yeah. A little bit right. better cadence, better flow. Yeah. And I think if we would have done it several times, it would have got even better. But I just threw this out there. Yeah. You know, it's like a first round. So I record it and I take it. The next day I'm like, yo, I'm going to come see you. So I go over to Seattle and uh, he picks me up. Yeah. They pick me up right off the ferry. Because I was staying in Bremerton and I come across the water. The Puget Sound. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. I come right across on the ferry and he picked me up. Yeah. And, you know, we go. So uh, I'm like, yo, I got something for you. I want you to hear. Don't take offense to this. Yeah. I want you to be the best you can be. Mm -hmm. It is just the idea. And I put it in. And he's playing, and I'm like kind of looking at his face. And at first, he's kind of like, ah, okay, just you know. Then he says, you know, nodding his head, and he's like, okay, listens to the whole song, restarts it, listens to it again. Yeah. You know, we're in his, you know, he had that real nice excursion. Okay. And we're driving to the studio, and I'm just silent, like, yo, man, he's probably gonna take me. He's probably gonna be like, yeah, fuck this guy, you know? Yeah. Like, he's offended by. It. I didn't know he was saying that. And then he gets off. He goes. That's really dope. So what are you trying to do? And I said, well, you know, I did this for you. He goes, yeah. okay, so what do you say? I'm like, let's go in and you spit the same verses and see how it sounds. It's okay. Yeah. So he goes in and does it, and it it sounded better than what he had. Yeah. It didn't sound how I recorded it. Right. <laughs> you know. Because his flow is very, um, like we talked about this, it's like stiff, like choppy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like. Not choppy, it's like stiff. It's, there's no flow. It's just that, 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 that. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it sounds like a like a like it like you would expect a drum to sound. Yeah. Just bang, 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 right. bang. You know, right. it wasn't. He didn't really take it and do his own thing with it a little bit. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. he really didn't have his own thing to do with it. So right. or even even spit it the way I said it. Yeah. But it sounded it sounded better. It was okay, and he was real good at like he's good at his ad libs, mm -hmm. and you know. I give him a bit of credit for like how he would uh, use it. I guess you say inflection of your voice, yeah. like how he would, you know, go up and down. He was really good at that, but his actual, his flow, his like cadence and all that, it was never really on yeah. point, you know. So he records it. It sounds a lot better. Even the guys are sort of like, "Yo, this is dope." Yeah. They saw what was going on. He must have done this in the past. Okay. Because no one in there seemed shocked about it. And here's a sidebar. So, I knew him way back, and I'm through all of this. I don't want to shit on the guy, right? You know what well, I mean? Because he, me he, he gave me an opportunity too, and like, he took me on a tour. You know, we did like thirty shows throughout the country. Took me to Canada. You know what I mean? Like all of these things, and that was cool. And I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like I was telling you yesterday, off the mic, I would see like people would just like disappear. They wouldn't be in the clique anymore. They wouldn't be around. Right. And he would just be like, nah, we don't fuck with him anymore. And I always be like, okay. I thought it was weird, though, because I'd be like, yo, they were really cool, though. 
Right. And then as I began to see more and more things, uh, you know, develop, it was because he did bad business. Right. You know, and he just, I don't know, man, he, he was kind of like a low-key hater, I feel like. So what I, when you said he probably had done that before, I never witnessed him, anyone ghostwriting for him, but I did write for other artists on his label at the time. Right. And, I mean, I remember, shit, man, I, this was when I was like 19 years old. And I was getting like, I don't know, 300 bucks a song. I could write a song in a half an hour. That's right. nothing. So it's like all my friends are working at, you know, fast food or whatever, you know, making, what, 300 a week. I can make 300 in a half an hour. Absolutely. So, so I was grateful for all the opportunities he gave me. But um, I just wanted to say that as a sidebar. But go ahead. No, that's and that's kind of what, what it led into, you know. Um <clears throat> He had surrounded himself, and his business was amazing. His ability to talk to people, mm-hmm. his ability to um, manipulate is not a right right word because he's not a manipulator. Mm-hmm. He just knows how to talk to you, and he can he 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 could sit in this room and have an understanding understanding with anybody in the room. He'll yeah. sit down and he will get to your level, and and, and you res- he's a respectable person on that level. Right, I feel like, but. You know, we'll get into it more, and I'll give you my opinion. You, I was younger, too, man. We're talking, you know, 12, 10, 12 years ago, you know, 10 years ago. About, 10 years right? ago. Yeah. Well, 10 years ago. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, at that time, he gave me, like you said, he gave me an opportunity that, let's face it, I wouldn't get near that fast or maybe ever without him. Yeah. So I give him I give him that for sure, you know, and I respect and appreciate it. Right. So... He start. We start recording. We record a couple more. Like there was another beat. He's like, "Yo, go go right to this beat," and it was it was dope. And as a producer, and I won't say his name from Rockefeller Records, um, that have started making beats for him. He had a tie in with, uh, and I won't say the street gentleman's name either. But he's one of the owners of the Forty Forty Club in New York. Okay, he's a partner with with Jay Z. We could probably so, say these names. The OG one. OG one. So, Who's the producer? Okay. The producers. They, his name is TT. TT, yeah, so, yeah I heard of TT. so you heard of TT, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and TT and his brother, they were just they're fantastic people. So I didn't hadn't met them at this point yet, but they're getting beats. He's getting beats and the beats dope, right? And uh, the song was gonna be kind of like a, it was gonna kind of mix his culture, yeah. And it was gonna kind of be like a dance song, yeah. But it it was hard. It was, yeah. it was it was really hard. It was, the beat was unbelievable at that point. Being the, the best thing I got to write on that, yeah. You know. So he's like, yeah, write this. And I'm like, I write this from his perspective. Like, you know, you think about it. How, how many, how many, how much could you write? If you know you got 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, 5 million, you're this wealthy human being, yeah. right? Yeah. You can start talking about these things, right? right? So I'm like, I had so many bars for that that I couldn't <laughs> say for myself that I planned at one one point in the future. So now I got it. I can be him, right? Yeah. So All I right. can step out and be him. Yeah. So I'm just talking wild shit you know like it was dope yeah I'm like wow this is dope you know what i mean it's gonna sound sick when he says it so i go in there and you know i had that knocked out like 15 minutes yeah bang bang you know 316s no problem go in there did the hook all this he did a little bit of the hook too it's just sound this one sound fucking crazy because he 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 was on with this one and that was like the club joint right that was that club joint. i remember that right yeah i thought it was dope yeah you heard it right yeah so we go in uh Record it. He's he listens to it. and He's like, "This is this is fucking incredible. This is perfect. This is, fits me." You know. Yeah. I'm not 
cussing too much. I'm not getting at anybody. It's it's a positive vibe. It's kind of on his stuff, but not overly corny. It works. You could be on the radio. So he goes and knocks that out, gives me another beat. So I'm right into that. Studio session gets done. This is all in Seattle? Yeah, this is like the (laughs) during the first week of being with him. Oh, shit. Okay. So, oh. yeah, quick, so, right? So I'm like writing, and I'm like, you know, and at the same time, the like the marketing stuff has kind of gone to the left. You know, I'm still doing that, but it's it's more, you know, writing now. And this is exactly what I wanted to do anyway. I wanted to be involved with the music, right? So I'm like, okay, I keep writing, and then he's like, okay, we're going to New York. It's like a couple of weeks later. It was like about week gap after I wrote those. He had a bunch of business to take care of, and he's like, you know, go home hang with your girl blah 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 and you know we can happy ready come over here on with your bag yeah and we're gonna hit we're gonna hit it we're gonna go to new york i'm like yo perfect so i go back tell jesse this is the deal sir perfect yeah yeah yeah. when are you gonna be back i'm like i don't know like a month, month yeah. And a half, whatever. yeah she's cool with that yeah she sees how happy i am yeah. you know <clears throat> so i go back over and i get there i get there he picks me up and we go to his spot and this dude had the dopest fucking bus that I had seen in my life. Tour bus? Yes. Like the full size joint? Yo, this is some shit. This is like, this is what any big entertainer, they, they didn't have no shit like this. I'm telling you, it was unbelievable. I mean, like, I, I can't even explain every feature. It had a fucking studio in it. You know, had a big master bedroom, you know, a couple bathrooms, big ass. It was everything you could imagine what these superstars were riding on. I mean, it was like a movie star. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I'm like, yo, we're going to take this out there? He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, All right. This is like, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know? I was like, right. wow, this yeah. is quick. <laughs> you know, this is quick. This, yeah. is, this is fast. Yeah. So fuck it. We get on. And there was another girl that... He had hired to be assistant for his for his wife. His wife did everything with him. His wife was just like his business partner. Yeah, and it was it was pretty unique situation because a lot of people can't work with, you know, their girl or right. their wife. It's just very few and far between. They're a very unique, respectable relationship. It was actually refreshing to see two people. You know, that's the thing. Like, aside from his paranoia of music and like people, yeah, and like not knowing who was with them and who was against him. You see, you would see spots of who he really was as a human being. Right. I think he maybe is tainted. Like, a lot of people in the business must have fucked him over early on or yeah. something because he was super paranoid about everybody trying to get over him. Right. But go ahead. So, you know, we get on that. We get on the bus and all this, and we're talking, and, and then we're driving across the country. And he wanted me. He, he drove his own bus. He didn't have a driver. He drove this fucking bus. So this dude could do everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, he did everything. Wow. <laughs> it was wild. wild. It really was wild. Because this thing was like 48 feet. It was long. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to the interview trying to guess who he's talking about right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see you come up with it at the end. <laughs> so, well, so we're driving. And, um, you know, it's going through snowstorms and shit and all kinds of crazy. And I had to sit next to him the whole time. I didn't really know why at first. Tony and I talked to him. It's a possible reason why he did that. But uh, um, I was sitting next to him the whole time. You know, I couldn't go in back and do nothing. Just sit right there with him. But I talked. we talked a lot, conversed about these things. Okay, so we're going to go. And um, we get there to New York. I said, okay, what's the agenda? He's like, well, I got this deal with, uh, you know, I'm working with OG One and some other business, but, we're talking about me becoming, uh, that was when they had that Rock La Familia. Yeah. You know, Rock, uh, I think it became Rock Nation now, right? 
No, I think they just dated Rock Laugh. They dated it, but it was supposed to be like international artists or, or like artists from other, other cultures and whatnot. Right. You know? Yeah. So he was going to be on that, and I'm like, wow, that's that's big. That's yeah, a big it's Jay Z, man. You that's know? a big move. Right. And he's like, yeah, we're going to go move. out there, work with these producers, and put something together, and see if we can make this work. And I'm like, yeah, it's fantastic. And he's like, here's the album. You know, I want to do like a joint deal with them and you know his own record label and 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 it was it was he had the whole idea drawn out and it was it was fantastic. He was very good at planning. Yeah. As far as what he wanted to do, <laughs> right, down the road, there's some of the steps in between. You know, so we you know I'm excited. We go out there and he was uh, one of his partners. One of the other connects he made was out in the Hamptons. Okay. And this, this gentleman and this group of people had, were wealthy, yeah. you know. And uh, we get there, and they got this, like, the big-ass, badass mansion in the back. They got this huge steel building, brand-new steel building. And uh, we park, and we go, and he's showing us this place. I'm, this is all, like, crazy to me because you're going literally from, oh, yeah, you're going to come here and kind of be a little marketing guy to now you're, like, right here. You're, like, my right hand. You're going you're gonna to be help me with all the music so he had me in every situation you know? right and there's some things like you know i didn't even you know i probably shouldn't have been involved with you know i shouldn't have been in some of these areas i was not only not mature enough for that on the business level but i, I just didn't need to be him and i'd be there and it kind of be some situations would be awkward but i was there i learned a lot yeah so we go inside like this building and it's like three or four like really high priced sports cars, you know. And he's like, Yeah, we're gonna do he should takes us up and says, This is the DJ booth and we're gonna host these parties out here and we're gonna pay, play all our labels music. Yeah. You know, we're gonna you know, we're this is how we're gonna do this. I'm like, okay, this is dope. And he goes, Let me show you the studio. So we go down underneath this thing and the whole basement of the building they were building out a studio. And there was like different rooms. Like imagine like this recording booth. So they have one big room and they, and they had all the they were doing all the woodworking and all the um all the uh carpentry to like install you know the speakers and the soundproofing and all this shit this is a big big deal they were doing this was nothing little this is a big deal yeah and he, and they had like they were setting up like four different rooms for this i remember so it was like a it's like a club with the studio in underneath the, it. underneath it, so that's crazy. It was unbelievable. So he's like, "We're gonna bring our artists in here. We're gonna, you know, from people within that same culture and that demographic of people. Yeah, okay, right. And we're gonna bring them in here. We're gonna hone their skills, and you know, it was gonna be like a place to just develop artists. Yeah, like artist development. He was gonna go out, get them, bring them here, and like they had housing quarters for these people. Like it was, so they were like gonna do military style artist development okay yeah. <laughs> they had a place to live they had all the you know it was dope and i was so excited for this i was like this is unbelievable this yeah. is what it's all and in the back of my mind i'm thinking yo i'm wait till tone and you know ma and all bc and all these guys hear this you know we could all be here and that was the dream right the ultimate was like yo we could be down here writing songs and making beats and doing all this for yeah oh sorry just said his name we'll have to cut that out uh, we could be doing stuff for him. Yeah. And whatever it was. Right, right. Whatever right. it was. Right. So, anyways, next thing. He's like, yeah, now we're going to go into the next day. He's like, get some rest. We're going to go into Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. So, going to New York. I'm not prepared for where we're about to go. This is where things started to get kind of aggravating. Like, now I'm not just his guy, how he would introduce me. But I was carrying his wife's bags. Mm. 
I'm like in the back carrying like Coach and Gucci bags and heavy shit everywhere. Like walking down the streets Bro, of New York. Down the streets of New York, looking <laughs> like a, a it, it, and I wasn't. I was humble enough to not care. I didn't care. Yeah. I, the end goal was the more important thing to me. Right, and like right. he laced me with a bunch of shit. Like he's looking at the clothes and he's like, "Nah, you gonna wear this?" Yeah. And he give me, you know, he give me dope shit. He like gave me like ten pairs of Tims. Yeah, you know, like you know, he, oh here's these designer jeans, these jackets and shit. And I'm this shit's fly. He gave me all the clothes. He, he took care of me. He laced me. Yeah, it was. But I was still, you know, now I was gonna, now it was gonna be like this. A multifaceted person. I'm carrying the bag. Yeah. Then I'm putting the bag down and shooting too. Yeah. And then I'm driving. Yeah. You know, like he wanted me to do everything. Right, right, right. It didn't fit the mold of the person he was introducing to these people. Yeah. So we get there and we get to this building and we go inside the door and there's this electronic thing to take the elevator up. We take the elevator up and we get to the main door and it says Rock the Mike Studios. Dumb. I'm like, yo, it's fucking dope. Here now, yeah. right? Right. So we go in, and you know, oh, all these see. all these guys just walking around like people. You know, you know, mom might run and try to get an autograph from one of these guys. You know, <laughs> but so what did you see? Like when you got in there, I think the first people we saw was a couple of those producers, and I think Memphis Bleak was he was in there a lot. Okay, for at that time he was in in and out of there. And there yeah. was different artists, people I didn't even recognize. There were artists that like if you showed their picture now from that time period, I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, I saw this guy, I saw this guy. Okay, people that might not have been uh, was like was a group of guys from Philadelphia. State property. Yeah, I right. think some of those dudes were in there, and they okay. had they had different rooms the same way. And then there was like certain studios that you know we were we weren't even allowed to go into. Okay. They had this one little main studio room, and then there was like another room that was a sitting area like this, and they sit in there and they have couches. and And uh, this is when we met TT in person, and he's very, 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 uh, just awesome person, down to earth. Yeah. But he was always working on music, always thinking about ideas. So he's like, "Yeah, come in the room," and he goes and grabs the big, you know, he had big ass keyboard, and he got this like computer shit set up over here, and we're talking. He's producing as we're doing. He's cutting beats, and his everything he's doing is just unbelievable, incredible. Yeah. So we're sitting there and they're politicking and they're talking and then he plays that that dance record for them and then they're just like, wow, this is dope. You know, they're going back and forth. TT's brother's in there with them like, yo, this is it, blah, blah, blah. And TT had made that beat? Yes. Okay. So um, at that point, they had didn't know I, they didn't know I was writing. Right. Them, you know? So meanwhile, this whole time, I'm, I'm like finding a spot and I'm just, I got the beat CD and I got my headphones on and I'm like, <clears throat> so we start recording there yeah right? yeah and it would be me and we had one other i won't say his name either one engineer yeah that was kind of dedicated to us and he was at you that time names, he's all, he's already nah i don't i don't want to okay. i don't want to mess up his deal because gotcha, he, gotcha. he's still working like he's oh, okay 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 he's still working now he's doing he's doing really well okay so um He's young at that time. He's like our age. Yeah. He's he's our age. So yeah. he uh got his he was a great he's a fantastic engineer too. He's from from New York. And he's working and he, I'm recording. He didn't get it. He thought I was an artist. I'm recording and then he's like looking cuz I'm okay, I'm you know, I'm I'm rapping from his perspective. Come on goes, "Oh." It's like that. I go, "Yeah." He goes, oh, "Okay." So he understands it. So we record two or three songs and then he would come back in at the end of the day. I don't know where he would be. He would come in. 
yeah. and then do his part of it. And I would like usually take a nap or some shit because it takes so, forever. So would he listen to the records and then like he he would read them off the sheet that you wrote, like your lyrics? No, sheet? he didn't do that at all because that he wouldn't have been able. You know, it's like if it's like, for instance, if I go and I take like Wiz write something right, yeah, and he got his cadence and his flow. And then I, he gives it to me, yo, B, here you go. Here's the lyrics. Well, I'm going to spit it how I think it sounds. Yeah, I, you know, I ain't going to spit it how you spit it, right? And right. it might come out completely whack. On my no, own. but what I'm saying is, like, obviously I know he's recording over your vocals. Right. But how does he know the? How does he know what you're going to say? He had to be reading it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember how we... Yeah, he would listen to a little. He would listen to a little bit, memorize it, and spit it. In some instances, you know, now there were some instances where I would actually take because I was doing a lot of it even on a keyboard, like typing on a computer, so he could read it. Yeah. So yeah, there would be some instances like that, but there was a lot of instances where he just, like you said, he punch. He'd get, he'd listen to a little bit and get that in his mind, because he'd have to first and foremost try to say it similar to how I said it. Yeah. So it sound right. Right. Then he had to add his own little deal to it. You know, yeah, his own little vibe to it. Yeah. yeah. So he listened to a little bit, spit it, listened to a little bit. And it was dope. It, it would take forever. Yeah. But it came out. Dope. Dope. Yeah. Still, it didn't sound like how I, how I did it. Right. Man, there's people that write their own shit that take forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. You take an hour on a track. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And in his case, it was kind of like we had talked before, like about Q. You know, where perfectionist. These guys wanted him to be. He was very. He was a perfect. He wanted, and, he, and that's why he sounded so professional. Were the engineers perfectionists too? Like say it like this, say it like that, or not? No, nah, the, the engineer we had was new at that point. He didn't tell him how to say anything. When the when the when the um, he knew a lot of. He was he was pretty good on that because see he like like you do. He did the voice work. He did. He you know he's been in the film industry. Right. He knows how to use his voice and say things and how to come off to. He knew how to do that. Right. But the producers would sometimes come step in and say you know like for instance TT would come like yo what about this or you know brother would come and say what about this then he would take that and run with it. Yeah. So he's doing this and then so we we record a little bit there and then we go and we're we're renting studio time. So we rent time at Quad Studios. Oh shit, Quad, Quad's uh, classic, legendary, so and this big is, and pop. This is big. This is big deal, right? So we go up there, and I'm like, wow. And and you know, no, shout out Quad Studios. It wasn't like it didn't look nothing. Like, it wasn't as nice as as Rock the Mic was. Yeah, equipment was a little bit older, but that vibe you got in there it was like it, it literally was a different energy in this place. You yeah, going there, it really felt right. different. That might sound crazy, but I mean, no, I, I, I'm all I, about energy. Yeah, I, I went in there and I got like, wow, you know, and the guys like, yeah, this is where this person recorded and this person was here, you know, and it was like, you know, you might not have been specifically in the same spot, but these people were there. It's like their energy. Right. You, you, it was like their energy was in the place. You know, yeah. you could feel it. So now I'm just. You know, really in the zone. Well, he lead me there, and then bounce, and I be I'm sitting. In, I mean, we're sitting in fucking quad studio, and it was such a waste of resources. Like he block out eight hours, and I'm sitting there with the engineer, and writing and doing this, and it was like my session. Yeah. And then he come back and spend X amount of hours, he'd be two or three hours just recording it. But for the mo- majority of it was me writing make perfecting it 
the best I could, and yeah. then getting there was no help on that. Like so, if, there was no interaction with him. At no, all. and that would have been fantastic. Like in hindsight, yeah. like yo, bro, what do you think of this? Nah, don't say that. Say I would, I would say this. I would do this. Yeah. Work on it together. Yeah. You know, and it probably would have been dope. Right. You know, it'd been better than just me. You know, because yeah. I would consider definitely consider myself at that point an amateur. You know, mm-hmm. I wrote rhymes and I didn't have these. There's different structures to songs. You know, you got. You got, you know, your verses and then your bridge and then your hooks. And the, right, you know, right. everything for me was 16 hook, 16 hook, 16 hook, you know? But the shit that you put together for him sounded amazing. Yeah. And I would say you're not amateur. You were in a position, like you said, the tour bus out in New York already, quad studio. That's far from amateur. Right. Person. Well, I'm saying like artist standpoint. Like I listen to I y'all, y'all's music and it's like compared to the old stuff I put out, right? I hear it and there's a different quality, there's a different feel to it, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys are like been doing this so long that it's more of a professional. You got to think at this point I'm like in my early 20s right. and just had started really getting into music, you know? So right. that's how I felt. Maybe maybe I'm being humble, I don't know. But just I was like... young OG. Yeah, so right. I'm just, yeah, I'm <laughs> just like... So he come in and record it and and all that and the, the quad session was just unbelievable the sound the sound inside there it was yeah. like it sounded like every song was a fucking hit <laughs> you know yeah. it was like so dope and um so then there was a couple songs we did with uh, with the with some singing hooks on them yeah and i sang some of them and he kept me and then he was singing over the top of it and keep my background vocal well there's a couple of them that needed like an r&b singer mm-hmm. so i went in there and this is at this is at rock the mic and they're all inside the room and i'm singing and they're all like, wow, this fucking dude can sing too. Yeah. Right? And um, it sounded good, but it didn't sound like a professional R&B singer would come and do it. Right? It sounded good. And dude's like, yo, you know, I got this guy. I won't say his name. I got this guy. He's you up and say, coming. You can say it. I, I don't, I don't want to say nah. it. Because I really don't want to say it. Because I don't want these people, you know, if someone listens to it, I don't want them to get offended by the situation. Because I, I don't even know if he put this song out. I don't yeah. think he paid for it. Okay. Okay. So he 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 paid me, but he didn't pay. But this is a well known. This is R&B a very well known R and B singer. Yeah, yeah. I know you got to know him after the interview. And, yeah, and sure. you know street credibility and everything, and like he's right. from, you know one of them dudes. And the the guy, the producer's like, "Yo, do you mind if I got this guy? He's you know we're doing records with him. Do you mind if he comes in and sings his hook to me? And like, yeah, let's go. What do you think? And I'm like. Fuck it, yeah. Make it as dope as possible. <laughs> Fuck my voices. I'm just here to, that's just the idea. Y'all might have something better, you know? Yeah. Change the lyrics up too. It didn't bother me. I, I was just happy to be there. I just want to be like like we talked about. There's six of us sitting in a room and we come up with an idea. It's like, yo, B, don't say that. Say this. I'm going to do it, yeah. you know? Right, right. It's not like you're writing a whole song for me and I'm not being creative, you know? Which which leads me to like the stuff about Drake. When they're saying he had a ghostwriter. He had that kid from 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 California. Come what was his ideas. name? Yeah. It was a kid's name from California that helped him on the. Uh, um, it's, it's it's a regular name. Um, you know the kid they're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking. You know what I'm talking about. He's in the studio vibing. Right. And like Drake is vibing with these guys. Right. And the dude goes in there. Quentin Miller. Quentin Miller. So Quentin Miller, this style even he has, these lyrics he has, when you listen to Quentin Miller and then you listen to Drake, you're like, damn, it's the same guy. Well, Drake Drake executed how I wish we would have executed. Right. You see what I'm saying? So this kid um, comes in there and, okay, 
he got these he he didn't write the whole song for him he gave him a little bit of a flow a little bit of the cadence threw some bars in boom that's how you make hit records right. if six of us can sit in a room make a song and we're all eating off of it right who gives a fuck who right. the is always that's what I always say it doesn't matter who's up front and who is the shooter mm-hmm. he's got a squad behind him right you know right like he, we're with we're with you we, you right. know when, when you're out there and you're on the stage you know you thinking about us, and we're there for you. Right. It and don't I, matter. I right. you don't say to, that to my team. Somebody got to be Kobe, but then somebody got to be Gasol. Somebody got to be Derek Fisher. Yeah. Absolutely. Got to be Phil Jack. Yep. We we all win at the end. Yep. We all right? get rings. We all hold the trophy together. That's right. Absolutely. So, so he comes in and he sings this shit, right? And I'm like, oh my god. And that felt like I got like goosebumps. I'm like, yo, this is how I envision my shit to be said. Right. It's even better than what I said. Because this is a guy you've been, you had grown up listening to. Sure. Like, yeah. This is yeah, a this well is someone that yeah. R&B. A year before, this guy was starting to pop. You know, this right. is someone we listen to and be like, "Wow, this guy's dope." Would be, it would be, wouldn't it be amazing if this guy did a hook for us? Yeah, you know, and, and then here it the is, same studio. He's singing the joint that you wrote, right? Yeah, That's so great. So he's he kills it, tears it down. I'm like, yo. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this is it, and it's it start, it's starting to brew with me, like. If let's say you know you got these guys that are like street rappers and shit, right? I don't talk about that stuff. I don't live that life. Mm-hmm. Tone does, right? Tone knows about all that shit. Uh-huh. He comes out here, we get one of these guys, and then he starts writing for him, and I could be doing the hooks. And we get now, now we can start giving selling this to other people, and but all under the guise of right the man. Yeah, there's his shit. Right. We're just there for him, right? Yeah. And it opens the door for him too. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. I'm and and it all happened so fast that I probably thought, I probably wanted it too fast, because it happened so fast. We were right there. It was like you're in the moment. This is the chance. You got to do it now. You got to take the chance now. You yeah. know. So we make a couple mm-hmm. records like that. You know, we got these and now it's coming together. And that one particular one, we're sitting down talking about it, and I'm like, Yo, bro, that's the one. That's the one right there. That's that's even better than this joint. And then, you know, TT and these guys are like, yo, that's a dope, that's a dope track. That's a dope track. Yeah. We can do something with this. And it was one of those songs that even if he didn't use it. Somebody else could. Right. He could have said, it's his, it, that's the thing, is his, at that time, that was a tangible product. And they had big money to spend. And one of these artists that were in there could have come in and be like, yo, the beat is dope. The hook is dope. I don't necessarily need the verses. I'm going to put my own shit on it. Yeah. Maybe we'll keep one of his for the remix. Right? Yeah. yeah. It could have been like that. Yeah. He couldn't see it that way. He couldn't see that. It had to be all about him. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So we get down and we got a bunch of tracks done. And we're sitting inside of a, we're sitting, I remember this like it was yesterday. We're sitting inside this little nightclub. And we're talking. And I'm like, yo, man, you know, this is going great. Things have changed a little bit in uh, kind of what you initially brought me on for. Yeah. And I like what I'm doing. I was like, yo, I'm fine with, you know, the pay changed a little bit too, you know. Because he wasn't paying you what he had initially promised yeah, you? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't really where it was. It wasn't really where it was. I mean, he, he ended up taking care of me at the end. It, it was it was all fine. I don't want to say he, he never left me hanging. He took care of me at the end. Yeah. But things changed a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. We're, and we're moving a million miles an hour. Yeah. He was so focused on what he's doing, he didn't really care if I had money in the bank. At some point, I would, in his mind. And yeah. I felt the same way. Yeah. So he's sitting in there. I'm like, yo, I did all these songs, and, you know, this is kind of where this is leading, 
like I'm becoming for you. He never he never said he never even said this is the the, the thing started to to add up that bothered me. I'm like his I'm like one of his artists, his writers and stuff. He never introduced me as that. No. No, he How'd introduced he me and be like, "Yo, this is Kave. You know, he works with me on uh, this and that." And it made me sound like I was his assistant, right? Which is okay, right? But everybody sees the truth. Just be honest with him. Like, "Yo, this is one artist we have. He's a singer songwriter. Blah blah blah." You know, right. yeah. And introduce it in a way maybe you can even monetize the situation. Like, right. "Yo, he writes dope hooks, man. Get us some of your tracks. He can, you know, or he can do this and that." Right. right. He could have done that, but he, out of it. right? But he didn't want to do that because he didn't want me to shine. He right. wanted to hold you for himself. Right. Or he didn't want me to be something maybe more than what he was doing at that right. point. Right. But I was never gonna leave him. That's the thing, like, a lot of people would just, you know, use somebody as a stepping stone. He knew by this point that I was riding for him. I would never do that. I would keep, we'd be in meetings and there'd be, like, all kinds of, we'd be in 40-40, be in one of those private rooms. And these guys in there popping balls, got all this money, got all this shit to throw around. These are the places where I could sneak into a corner and start talking, and I never did. I sat right next to him, kept my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. You know? So he knew what I was about. He knew I was there for him, you know? Did you so, sign any paperwork or anything? No. No? no. Okay. I signed something for the, for when when I got. At so the end. When I got, yeah, when I got bread for those songs, yeah. he paid yeah. me. But which still was, in my opinion, they were worth way more than that. But that's fine. I don't think he even did much with them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But so he, uh, we're sitting in there and we're talking. I'm like, yo. Money aside, just would you would you put my name on there in the writing credit, so that if this does pop and stuff happens, that maybe I could use we could use that I could use that to further myself yeah. as far as like writing for other people. So you didn't even want any money up front. I didn't front. even want money. You just wanted credit. Yeah, I didn't want no money. Some royalty checks. I didn't want none of that. I just wanted to you know the credit to get to credit there yeah. to see like oh who's this dude oh yeah well he did this for me. Right. That's how it does it. You know, when you look in the credits of of any album Definitely. back when they had them, right? So you're like, oh, you're looking at when when Dre would produce a beat, and there would be a 10 names after his name. <laughs> right. Right? Because he'd give him credit to the guy who played the bass guitar, the guy who, you know, came in and played the keys. Yeah. How does Scott Storch become what he became? Because Dr. Dre gave him credit and said, yo, this is my guy. Right. You know? Yeah. He didn't say, oh, no, you can't shine. Right. I'm going to pay you, but you can't shine. You, I, you can, nobody can know. You're just mine here. You and can only make 10, 15K off me. You can't go make your own beats for $150,000. And, and it's the label heads and the true enthusiasts that read those credits. Right. It's not the fans. They don't care. They think Dre made every beat he ever put out. Right. Yep. It's the people that count, that pay the checks, that cut the checks, that do read the credits. Yep. and say, okay, who's behind this? So you're right. That is important. And then yeah. they, they're going to contact They're going to contact that person for produ- production. Yeah, exactly. Like, yo, he did all the bass on the Eminem album. Mm-hmm. Get we him in here. We need him. Exactly. Right. Exactly. right. Exactly. So you know that's how I was thinking at that point. Maybe that's maybe that's a delusional thought too. I don't know, but that's what I was thinking. So he's like getting pissed. He gets him angry, and I'm like, wow, that you wow. asked for credit. Yeah. No, you know this and that, and I originally hired to do this, and I put you where you're at, and I le- I made this situation for you, and now you're gonna try to leverage me, and he's all, I'm like, bro, then fine, fuck it, just. Give me a little bit of money for each track, then. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's how it is. Blah blah blah. You get to, he was got he got mad. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this point we got him. We're, we're like a month in there, and then he wants to stay a little bit longer, right? 
you know, we're, and this is where it starts. There's tons of tension now. Mm. There's tension now. Ever since you brought it up. Yes. Now there's a lot of tension. Yeah. And it's like it is the is getting now. There's like bad blood. He doesn't trust me, and you know he treats me a certain way. He's talking to me. It was literally like I'm I'm sitting there at night sleeping on this bus, but like I would be in the fucking building writing and doing shit, you know, and being separate from him and everything. And uh, it was a, it was kind of emotional time for me too. I didn't know where to go. I was damn near crying sometimes. I want I want to beat his ass. Yeah. I was so fucking mad. I'm like, you brought me out here to New York. Yeah, you know, you helped me. You put me on doing this and that. But now you're gonna act like now you're gonna fucking throw me to the side. Yeah. Because I asked something that should have been very simple. It shouldn't be as big a deal as yeah, he made it. Credit. Right. And I'm like, yo, okay, so let me go, you know, I want to go back home. I want to go back to Seattle for a week, see my girl, and then I come back out here. Now, we're, now we got we to gotta go here next. I'm like, yo, I need, I need, to, need to go back and see her for a week, and I'll come back. Nah, 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 nah. I'm like, yo, you got your wife with you in the fucking, tr in the bus all day, right? I'm going to go there and come back. He made, this was like. He was looking for a way to, I felt like, to cut it off. Mm, okay. You know, fucking. And then he got to go. He had to go somewhere in Canada for this trip. It literally lasted less than, it was like two months. Yeah. And in that second month, he's like, yeah. Um, I was like, yo, I'm buying a plane ticket and I'm going back. You don't have to pay me for while I'm there. I'm just going back to visit and come back here. Because he was going to go to Canada anyway, fly from Canada. He was going to leave his stuff right there in, uh, in New York. York. And go up there and come back. He's gonna fucking leave me in in the bus. The fuck I'm gonna do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I didn't know. It's like some kind of psychological game, you know? Is he gonna yeah, kind of like? Trying to treat you. What's he trying to do? You know? Right. So I'm gonna fuck all this, man. I got the ticket, and they went and fucking. It was it was so crazy, bro. I get the ticket, drops me off at a fucking train station, in New York. You know. They didn't even take you to the airport. Nah. I had to take a fucking train all the way. It was crazy. That's crazy. Slept in LaGuardia one night, like, on the floor. Shit. That's some of these artists, man, that got this complex and this. It's terrible, man. You know, so. They just treat people. And, and how, he, how, he, how he acted and how I acted, I, you know, I was, I was immature, too. It's not all his fault. But he acted in a way like he, he I think he, he ruined a situation that could have been great. Yeah. And I was talking to all y'all at that point too, and I kept mentioning to him, I was like, yo, we get the crew out here, we get two or three of us, it's like, yo, we'll be even better. We'll have even better shit. Yeah. I was like, they'll be cool. He's like, well, where are they going to stay? I was like, yo, you got fucking bunk rooms in the building. We'll fucking hang on there. Yeah. You know, we're all young. We wouldn't have gave a fuck. I was like, we'll go hang, right. we'll go hang inside there. We got clean showers. Right. We got fucking clothes. Don't worry about us. Shit. We'll go stay in there, right? Yeah. We'll be in there, like you know. We'll sit in these damn chairs and sleep. Yeah, right. we'll fucking <laughs> we'll, we'll just stay in there and cook all day. You go do your thing. Yeah. Nah. Nah. He didn't want to do it like that. And now look at him. Right. He's a successful businessman, but his music career done. Done. So you flew back to Seattle. Flew back to Seattle. Yep. You know. And then did you go end up going back out to New York? No, it was done for so me. So that was done? That was done. And then a couple months later, he came, and he's like, yo, I got your bread. Meet me here. You know? And okay. I drove out there, and he just handed me the check. Okay. Signed some paperwork. That's the last time I ever saw him. Wow. So we won't get into numbers, but do you think it was fair compensation? 
Looking back. Yes and no. Yes. And did you guys negotiate a price? Or he was just, he showed up with the check already written out? I don't even remember. Yeah. I don't remember how we did it. Okay. Because th in that argument, I threw out a little lowball number, like you were talking about. Yeah. Well, I was like, at least give me this much for one of these songs. Yeah. So I really just wanted him to put my name on there. Right. I didn't really even want the money. I just threw that at him because I know that would aggravate him more than, than you know? Credit. Like, yeah. all right, well, fuck it. If, if I'm nothing to you, then just pay me for it. Yeah. Right. You know it's dope. You know where it's at. Oh, you're trying to leverage me. No, I'm not leveraging you. You don't want to do this in a way that's helpful for the both of us. So fucking here. Here's your little number. Yeah. Because that's all we are to you is numbers. But Wow. So needless to say, the Rock La Familia deal for him fell through. Oh, yeah, it fell through. And um, It fell through. And I mean, uh, to be honest with you, the people who were going to make the decision to put the music out would have been like, nah, I can't work. I can't work with this guy. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, and like I said earlier, I think he was just really jaded and um, he didn't trust and he didn't want really anybody to outshine him. He didn't want to put you in a position to outshine him. He needed to be, you know, the main attraction. And, um, you know, there was a point in time like after that tour I did with him where he was trying to sign me. And I still remember I was, I had just had my daughter and um, I was just on this tour. And like, I didn't get paid as much as we had initially talked about for the tour, but see, we didn't sign anything. So at the end of the tour, I come back home with a little bit of bread. All my bills are stacked up. I just had a daughter, or I'm sorry, I didn't even have a daughter yet. My girl was pregnant. So it's like, I had to get on the grind. And then, I ended up doing a show with them like a year later and I was so broke at this time, man. I was so broke and I flew out, we did the show and he had been trying to sign me. You know, you never want to sign a record contract, let alone anything without a lawyer looking at it. And I knew that, but I was so desperate at this time. And I think he offered me, it might've been like 10 grand for an advance, which ain't shit. But yo, I needed 10 grand. I didn't have any money at this time. And we're sitting in the airport. He's like, so what's up? You gonna sign the deal? Cut the check right now. And coming from a label perspective, you wouldn't even want an artist to sign your contract without looking at it, having a lawyer look at it first. Right, you right. would advise your artist, go have your legal representation look at this and then get back to me. He was like, I got the, he's like, I'll print out the contract right now. I got the, the mobile printer on my laptop. And I was like, let's do it. He's like, say no more. Pulls out his laptop. He goes to print the contract. The shit would not print. It broke. And it was a seven album deal. I would have been locked in for seven albums. Wow. And it didn't print. It wouldn't print. And I think that was God to this day. Because he's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'll print it out when I get back home and I'll mail it to you. I was like, cool. I caught my flight back home. He sent it like a few days later and I had a lawyer look at it and the lawyer was like, should not sign this. This is a terrible deal. I was like, word. So then I hit him back. I was like, yo, we need to change this, this, and this. This is what my lawyer said. He got really upset about that. Of course. And that yep. was it. So that's that was my ending with him. So you know he didn't give you the bread either, huh? No, nah, I didn't get the bread. God and I didn't get paid. Ways, bro. And I didn't, yeah, he does. And I didn't get paid for the show to this day that I did with him. Because he was going to include that in the advance. So, you know, it's just like a message to all artists out there. Don't ever get so desperate that you sign a bad deal. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, so I tell my young boys, a few of them got some situations on the deal. I said, make sure, <clears throat> excuse me, make sure we get that and we look at that beforehand, you know? Right. You, you know got what to. Talking about? I think I talked to you about yep, it. Yep, he yep. was on one of your podcasts. We won't say no names, but. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So. Good story, man. No, it's a, it's, Excellent it's, story. it's 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 a, it's crazy. It's it's sad too because, you know, you could look at it. Someone could look look at it and go, "Well, where are you now?" You know. So that was your shot. You didn't take it. And I don't want to sound like a hater because he did help me. Mm-hmm. He put me in a good spot. Where, you know. But that situation is kind of funny because after that, I kind of like lost my passion for it. I like mm. lost. My, it, it really depressed the shit out of me. Yeah. And um. You know, then I got into doing my, and I'm now, you know, I make, I'm successful in my business that I do. Right. And I have more money than I could ever dream of having in the past. Right. And now is now I'm starting, you know, I have, you know, got my cousin, Tone's still rocking. I'm like, yo, I get into this music again. Exactly. Now people are really on it. I have them, I don't have to worry about asking anybody else for money. Right. That's not you the motivation. That bag now. You're not sitting there, you know, because that's the thing with any artist, like you said, when you're starving and somebody throws a, throws you a crumb, you got to eat. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst feeling in the world. So you you sell your you sell your artistic. You're like who you are. You sell it out for money, and you're not selling out because money is important to you. You need it to live. Some right. people get to that point where they need it. They need just to live. It's the right. way out. Yeah. So you know. The good thing is you don't have to rely on that, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, okay, so maybe it's never going to be what it could have been when I was at that point. Maybe it's never going to be like that. Yeah. And that was a whole different era in, in, in music anyway. Still selling CDs. Right. You know, there's tangible product. They're making way more, they're making a lot more money off of music than, than they are now, mm-hmm. you know? The market was saturated, but not like it is now. Right. You know, there wasn't, with, with, with social media and YouTube and and SoundClick or SoundCloud and all yeah. these things, anybody who has an ounce of talent and wants to put something out can and be heard. Right. And it wasn't always like that in the past, and that's why uh-huh. you know you always have your you know the, the 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 cream would rise to the top. You see what I'm saying? The people who was going to hustle the hardest or get lucky, yep. they were going to get in that position to be put out. So you know it's a different game now, and it might never be like that. But that's that's fine. It's just, it's just a like you said, it's a it's a good story, yeah. kind of a warning for people yes. and people yeah. like that too. If you're sitting out right now, and you're somebody that's kind of on, and you're working with with these young artists, think about the long term plan, not just who's shining today. Yeah, you know, don't think of just about yourself because you're hurting your own, you know. Yeah, cut your own throat. Longevity. Man. That's right. That's right. Well. Another episode of the Twin City Tone Podcast in the books. This is episode yes. 19, I believe. So shit, man. We're almost at 20. Appreciate you, B. Well, I appreciate you. Good bro. to see you. I, could, I mean, we could do part three, part four. You know what I mean? We definitely you know, we'll have come you back, back on. again. We'll have more to talk about, hopefully. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we will. Definitely, definitely, man. So yeah. uh, we're out once again. Follow Cave B at It's Cave B on Instagram. I T S K A V E H B. Follow at DJ D Mill. At Big Wiz. Big Wiz 6612. And at Twin City Tone. We out. Peace. Peace.